Hey guys, if you are new to the lawn care landscaping industry and you have no idea how to pay taxes or you have been running a business for a while and you're always looking to pay less in taxes, but maybe you just don't understand the taxes enough themselves to be able to pay less, this is the episode for you guys. My name is Caleb. I am the owner of Yellow Hat Mowers uh, here in Syracuse, New York. Uh, I think we have four crews right now. Not nothing huge, nothing crazy, uh, but I've been able to build it by age 19. Uh, a lot of growth in only a couple of years, and it's been a wild journey. Uh, along the way, I've been able to help a handful of guys personally grow their businesses. And today, I want to uh, share a little bit of information with you guys that's helped me along the way, and that is understanding how do taxes work so that I can pay less of them. Quick disclaimer: I am. Not authorized to give financial advice. This is just my own personal experience and opinion. Do with it what you'd like. Um, but I'd always recommend talking to a tax professional before you make any serious decisions um, with this. So I do want to preface this by saying I had an episode, I believe, uh, last week, I want to say last Wednesday or Friday, about like legal, law, and liability. It plays massively into the tax side of things. So I would highly recommend if you haven't checked that one out, uh, to either go back right now and listen to that one, or if you're like, I can't touch anything right now, listen to this one, and then go back and listen to that one. It's going to make a whole lot more sense. This episode is going to make a whole lot more sense, but it's still going to make quite a bit of sense as a standalone. So we're going to split this into three main sections, sales tax, payroll tax, and then income tax. We're going to finish out with how to save money on taxes. First off, sales tax. Let's jump into it, okay? You're going to need to go onto your state's website, and you're actually going to have to get a form to legally collect sales tax. Now, it is also legally required. Yes, you you have to go and get this form to le- to do your legal obligation. So just a heads up, you're going to have to go put in some work to go collect their money for them. And uh, your clients are never happy about having to pay more money, but that's just the nature of the beast. That's how it works. Um, yeah, you can't just, you really just can't not pay it. Um, however, laws may differ in your state as to what services you provide that you need to collect taxes on. Now, there are some states out there, I believe New Hampshire doesn't have sales tax on a, on a lot of things, uh, like Montana, Wyoming, um, they just don't have any in general, I believe. Don't quote me on it. I don't live there. Uh, but that's what I've heard is that they have less sales tax or something like that. New York State, basically everything that you don't need to, like, Basically, food is the only thing that uh, doesn't have taxes on it. And if there's any labor involved in preparing the food, like if you heat it up yourself, like if uh, at Wegmans, which is a grocery store down the road from me where I actually used to work, if you have your sub cold, it's not prepared. It's not considered prepared food, so you don't have to pay sales tax. If you get it heated, you have to pay sales tax. So uh, when I worked there, people with food stamps would come through, and it doesn't pay for. Um, sales tax. So they get these, they'd heat up, have their subs heated up just in a, a toaster over there by the person. And then they couldn't buy their sub because there was money for a sales tax. Uh, and they couldn't even afford that, which is just mind blowing. But that's just a little fun fact for you guys. Um, I would talk to uh, a CPS, uh, CPS, CPA, uh, before you start collecting sales tax, just have a quick conversation. I shouldn't cost you any money if you say, hey, looking for a tax guy, but just have a couple of questions for you. They'd be happy to, to help you out. Um, in New York State, I don't have to pay sales tax or charge sales tax if it's something that adds value to the home. So like uh, contractors who are putting in a bathroom or a driveway or that kind of stuff, that it depends. And there's it's, it's kind of a gray area. 
um, but you can get away with not charging sales tax. If you're a massive like $20 million company, should you just charge it to, to do it and not get audited or have issues with the government? Probably. If you're doing 100, 200, 300, 400, 500K a year, and you can kind of consider it like mulch, you're like, ah, sales tax, landscaping jobs in New York State, you don't have to pay sales tax. Um, anything that's like a major landscaping, installing like some major stones or retaining wall, no sales tax, nothing like that. Um, so that is sales tax. That is it. Um, that's kind of the gist of it. You're going to have to pay it quarterly. It is not broken up into like the way that stocks do quarters where it's like literally quarter, like the first, fourth, second, fourth, third, fourth, last, fourth, fourth, fourth of the the year it's split up weird where i think it goes i couldn't tell you off the top of my head but i know that we are currently i have to pay sales tax like tomorrow or the day after it's weird it's not like and it's not like i'm paying for like the final quarter of the year it's just they break it up really funky so make sure that you kind of know they're gonna they'll alert you when you need to pay sales tax but make sure you know and have it marked on your calendar as well when you need to pay that so that you don't have to pay fees for not paying them the money it's just Fees are just like unnecessary expenses that didn't move your business along or do anything for you or anybody else. Giving the government more money does not make the world a better place. Trust me. It just trust me that you could give them all the money in the world and they would still they would still blow it. Personal opinion, but you guys get the gist of it. Second one, payroll tax. Okay. Simple answer to payroll tax. Okay. Have your bookkeeper or tax people, whoever does your taxes, do it for you. Or if you want like the easiest, kind of like very simple method, uh, you can go with paychecks. I have paychecks do my payroll taxes. Let me break down real quick for you guys though. What, How much are you paying in payroll taxes? What does that look like? So first of all, I want to say this. You really can't save anything on payroll taxes. This is not a spot where you can kind of like switch it around. It's just like sales tax. You really can't save anything on sales tax. And you're like, dude, what can I save money on? Income tax, we're going to get to that here in a second. Payroll taxes, let's jump into it. What are the rates for this? Um, payroll taxes are 15.3%, um, that's Social Security and Medicare, uh, of which 7.65% you will be paying as the employer. So about half of it you're going to be paying, and the other half they will be paying. It'll be coming out of their paycheck. On top of that, you have unemployment taxes. That can be anywhere from 2 to 10%. Depends on the age of your business, the industry you're in, all kinds of crazy things. Like, is it a very seasonal type of business like we are or we can be? Yes depending on uh, how you filed your business, it might be more expensive than other ways. Um, I don't know the specific rules and ramifications around that. I know that we pay somewhere between two and 10%. Uh, I think it's more towards the two than it is the 10, but it's quite, it's it's a good chunk. Um, there are some industries that are worse, but there's definitely most industries are better than ours uh, because of seasonal work. Uh, the next thing is workers comp. It's additional. Some states don't require it. You're gonna wanna get it anyway because if somebody gets hurt, they want to still get paid. You don't want to get sued. It's just get workers comp. Um, it's actually based on how much your how much your payroll is. And so lawn care is actually one of the highest when it comes to workers comp because people just get hurt often in lawn care. I mean, I know a lot of people who've just gotten their toes chopped off and just crazy stuff that's like life altering. Um, and you just life when when life altering things that hinder somebody's ability to work happen, you do not want to be the one, like even if it's their fault, you do not want this stuff to happen to you. Crazy story from last year, we had a guy chop off multiple fingers on the job. Pretty traumatic for me. I had no, I was just like, this cannot be happening to me. The guy was under the books, like he, uh, under the table. He was not on the books. Um, and he chopped off multiple fingers. Thank goodness his parents were gracious enough to, um, 
their health insurance did cover it because they were already over their um, what's it called? Their um, why can I not think? It's late, guys. Uh, the it's the number that you have to pay before your insurance kicks in. I can, why can I not think of this? I should know insurance better than this. Uh, your I can't think of it. I'm tripping, guys. I'm losing it. It's like uh, it's nine fifteen before a snow event. I'm like, I have just enough energy before we go out and then plow and all that stuff to do a podcast. So, um, but yeah, anyway, thankfully his parents could pay for it, but crazy stuff like that. Okay. Like life altering, crazy stuff. He got his fingers reattached. They're all working by the grace of God. He's good to go, but things could have happened a lot worse. Workers comp, you need the workers comp for that. Okay. So you, you do pay it as an employer and it's usually an additional one to one and a quarter percent of payroll worth it. Um, all in, you're paying anywhere from 10 to 15% on top of your employee's pay. So $20 an hour employee cost you at least 22 to 23 an hour plus payroll processing fees. I'd say all in, you're likely paying anywhere from like 23 to 25 an hour to pay somebody $20 an hour. And that's before any health benefits, um, health insurance, 401k matching, any of that stuff. Just like basic job, you're probably paying someone 23 to $25 per $20 per hour. So it makes you a little bit grateful for um, what you have. And you're like, shoot, bro, no wonder these people are like, oh, dude, I want to make more money. And you're like, dude, this cost me 25 an hour to pay somebody 20 an hour. It's crazy. So just know that in advance. Um, whenever you're hiring people and you're like offering people money, it's like you're going to be paying like significantly more, like I said, 10 to 15% more, sometimes a little bit more than that on top uh, of the employee's wage per hour on an hourly basis or salary or, or however you're measuring it, just on top of the total. Uh, the last piece, income tax. You guys are like, we've been waiting to get to this. How do we save money? There are some states that don't have state income tax. There's always federal income tax, but there are some states that don't have state income tax. New York State is not one of those. Um, because of that, we have a couple of forms that you can fill out depending on how your business is set up, which is why I wanted you guys to listen to last week's episode is because I talk about each and every one of those, but we're going to kind of break down what it looks like for those, okay? So the first one is 1040. So if you're a sole proprietorship, which is just you doing business as yourself, a DBA, which is literally you doing business as yourself with a different name, so you can operate it as a different business name, set up your own business bank account. Again, we talked about it last week. Um, or an LLC, most LLCs. You have to pay your own self-employment tax. What is that? So Remember when I said that you pay half of that person's Social Security and Medicare, right? You, you as an employer pay for half of it. So they only have to pay for half of it, which is 7.65%. Well, you get to pay the whole entire thing. So you're paying um, your entire 7.65% for yourself and your 7.65% for yourself. So you end up paying, you know, over 7.5% more uh, on taxes than uh, if you were working as a W-2 employee, which is why self-employed people ha oftentimes have the highest amount of taxes of anybody, okay? So it's like if you're um, some like a doctor with your own practice, a lawyer with your own practice, and you don't know how to do taxes very well and like w do some of the things that we're going to get to here in a second, you're, you're going to be paying like 50% in taxes, which is insane. Like you make a million dollars, you keep half a million. That's just ridiculous. It's crazy. So that is why from a tax perspective, I would not recommend uh, a sole proprietorship, a DBA or an LLC. Um, just just a quick heads up. We're gonna get to that a little bit more in a second. Next one, uh, form 1120S for S-Corps. Um, 
and you can pay uh, yourself out in an S-Corp through dividends or working for yourself as a W-2 employee. So in this business, there's no necessarily like owner who has to pay their self, themselves a certain way where they have to pay the extra self-employment tax. You pay yourself as a W-2, so you save at least 7.5% on taxes at the very least. So at the very least, now you have a job. <laughs> so you, technically, you employ yourself, except your business employs you instead of you employing yourself. It's weird. Um, but you're going to already save 7.5% on taxes. It's going to help you get loans because now it's like you have a job and a, you own a business. You know, It's just great. It's, it looks great when you're trying to finance stuff. Um so that is one way to do it, the W-2 way um, in the S-Corp. And the other way is dividends. Now, what are dividends? Dividends is just what you pay yourself out as from profit as a an owner of the company. You own shares in the entity. Now, here's the fun part. Dividends get taxed at 0%, 0, 0% for less than 44K for single, okay, my scenario. So I, I mean, you know, I, I there's ways I can pay nothing in taxes beyond this, but 44K, right, I I'm single, whatever, like I, I could live on 44K if, if I have to. Um, and then all my business has some, you know, some nice trucks and whatever, you know, company vacations once in a while. Anyway, um, so 44K for single, 60K if head of household and not married, uh, 89K if married, um, and then 15% flat tax on anything above that. So, um, yeah, I mean, 15% is not, is not bad at all. That's literally just uh, Social Security and Medicare that you would be paying as a self-employed person, not even, no, and there's no income taxes or any of that stuff on top of that. It's just dividends. It's not counted as earned income. It's just like, oh, since you own a certain portion of the company, you got paid out this because you probably invested money in it. And you went, I'll say it this way, which isn't going to make a whole lot of sense um, to maybe people in this world, but like in like the lawn care and landscaping world, but whenever your money makes you money, it, you always pay less in taxes, which we're going to get to more in a second with real estate, where if your money is making you money in real estate, if you spent money to buy properties in real estate, you're taxed at a lower rate. It's really just to incentivize people to like reinvest instead of just holding it for all for themselves um, because it creates more taxable events for the government. So either you help the government collect taxes some other way, or they're just going to steal it from you anyway, right? So you can pay yourself dividends and, and go out there and invest in real estate and that kind of stuff and, you know, create more sources of wealth and more taxable events for the government. Or they're going to say, oh, you made a million dollars this year, we're going to take half of it. So those are kind of your, your two options there. Pro tip for this with the S Corp, a lot of people get stupid because you can get audited. And what happens when you get audited is you have to prove that all the expenses that you took are real legit expenses and they go down through it. Guess what? They only pick people who are suckers, okay? Or rich people. <laughs> like they'll audit you if you have a certain amount of money because the IRS is a business. They're just trying to say, okay, if it costs me $20,000 in payroll to pay this IRS agent to go audit you and we think we're going to get 40k extra in taxes, that's a good that's a good deal for us. But if you can fly under the radar, you can get away with tax fraud. Not saying that I, like I don't do that, but I do know people who who that's kind of what they do, or they get a little bit gray area with things, but they just gray area it enough that they don't get flagged and they don't have issues. If they get flagged and have issues, could they uh, argue in a court? Of law? You have to have some sort of argument in a court of law that the reason why you did the taxes the way you did was for a good reason. Otherwise, you can go to jail for tax fraud and all that kind of stuff. So do things legit. If there's gray areas and you have a good CPA, maybe you can work with those gray areas. Here's something big though, okay? Do not, do not, because you see those dividends at 15% tax say, oh bro, I'll just pay myself all, 
250 uh, k this year in dividends and nothing as a W-2 employee. Okay, you can't do that. You will get flagged for that because it's obvious that you're just trying to find find a way to pay less in taxes. Okay, now you need to be paying yourself what would be considered for your position in the company a fair and reasonable wage, which is just can be completely objective, but it, it should be kind of close to what you pay someone to do your job. So maybe if the company is doing a million a year, 300 grand a year in profit, um, and you pay yourself or your position 100K in W-2, so maybe you only take home like 65, 70 from that, uh, maybe a little bit more from from that technically W-2 position, and then that other 200K only has to get taxed at 15%, right? So that's a great way to get around it without getting audited. Do not pay yourself all in dividends, it's, it's just stupid, okay? Unless you can prove to them that you don't work in the business at all, that you just invested in it and you don't really do anything anymore and it's run by other people and that's just brutal to prove that. So employ yourself W-2, pay yourself a reasonable wage doing that and then the rest of the money that you make, that gravy train, you can pay yourself out through dividends, okay? That's the S-Corp, Form 1120-S. All right, Form 1120 for C-Corporations, Okay. Double taxation on this. We talked about it in last uh, week's episode. Again, go check it out. We talked about it there. But for C corporations, you're going to pay what's called double taxation. So whatever you profit from the company gets taxed at a flat rate of 21% that I'm aware of. I believe it's 21% um, on all your profits. And then you get paid out in dividends. Um, and with this, I don't think they're going to flag you for not being a W-2 and paying yourself out massive dividends. So that's kind of risk-reward. But honestly, C-Corp is just, there's no value there. Personally, I think S-Corp's the way to go. So with that being said, let's get into how do I get my tax bill down. Now, also, not a certified public accountant, not a, a tax official. This is just my personal experience and opinion, okay? First way to get your tax bill down, do an S-Corp, Okay. If you have an LLC, there's actually a way that you can file your taxes and choose to file your taxes from the minute that you form the entity as an S-Corp. Always file as an S-Corp because you don't have to pay self-employment taxes. You can pay yourself through dividends. You can pay yourself as a W-2. Like you just get all the benefits, but without the double taxation of C-Corps or like the complicated like meeting minutes and reports and all this stuff that you have to do for C-Corps. S-Corp, super simple, straightforward. It's basically an LLC on steroids. It's like a cracked LLC. Like it's just the way to go. Or you could do an LLC with the with the escort filing. I'm not like a, uh, a lawyer, so I couldn't tell you what the specific benefit of doing an LLC versus an S-Corp would be, but I know that as tax-wise and most liability situations that I'm aware of, pretty sure it acts exactly the same. So just saying. Uh, so S-Corp is the first one. Remember, don't do anything stupid. Don't pay yourself out all in dividends that you're just going to get flagged, audited, and then you're going to be spending the first six months of your year trying to prove that uh, you know all of your expenses were valid. And if you're missing a receipt, guess what? You now can't write that off. And so it's just it's just hell. So don't, don't do that. Um, I would recommend this. Okay. If you want to avoid all the taxes altogether, because you have you can pay yourself through, let's say, the the million dollars a year, and you pay yourself three hundred grand. Example, right? A hundred k through W two, of which like thirty to thirty five percent gets whammy, right? And you can't do anything about that. That's just that money's gone. But that two hundred k that you pay dividends on of fifteen k per hundred thousand, so you pay thirty grand, okay, in <coughs> in dividend taxes, right? What could you do with that fifteen k, right? You could put it into certain things that you can build wealth tax-free. 
I'm not giving investment advice. I don't know that much about it. I have not done it personally. So this is what I've heard, what I've seen, and what I've seen other people do. However, I have seen people buy real estate and have been able to, to do make basically right off all their taxes where they'll basically they'll pay themselves just enough to live on. Maybe that's that 100K that gets taxed and waters down to 65, 70K. And the 200K gets invested in real estate or assets to build net worth um, that produce income that's taxed lower. Because remember what I said about uh, if your money makes you money, it gets taxed lower. Same thing with real estate. You buy real estate, they make real estate, you know, um, income from a rental property. You're going to get taxed much, much lower from that than you are from um, if you're just regular, like paying yourself employment taxes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and when you have bought up these assets, you can borrow against them tax-free and use them as leverage. <clears throat> so lots of ways to get around the taxes. I'm not going to get into it because I don't know that much, but this is, I'm giving you the basics. First off, S-Corp. Okay, just go S-Corp all the way. Real estate, sounds like a pretty good option from what I've heard. Writing off vehicles, okay, over 6,000 pounds. I believe you can write off uh, 75% in the first year if it's over 6,000 gross pounds. That's why you see people buying G-Wagons, Urus, Escalade. They're, they're a Hummer. They're, they're just writing it off, okay? You, if it's over 6,000 gross pounds, so there's that little sticker in the inside of your door, you can write off 75% of that purchase in the first year. First year, one year, um, as long as it is your business's vehicle. So not like a personal vehicle registered under your name that you happen to use for the business. Like I think we bought on paper, I believe that one, two, I think actually three of the four trucks that we have I didn't know what I was doing with the first one. Okay, the first one, I had no idea what I was doing. I was in a different country and had to buy a truck. And so I was like, yeah, I'll put it in my name. Last three, all of them are registered under the business's name. So I can write off each of those vehicles for 75% of their value in the first year. Um, Or I can take regular depreciation or I can write off mileage. Again, talk to a CPA about this, but there are ways that you can write off your vehicle, get a butt ton of money off. Like I'm I'm not going to pay anything in taxes this year because of that. Remember what we said about the dividends, 0%? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You remember the thing I said about certain investments? Mm-hmm. Great. What about the thing about writing off vehicles? Oh, okay. Hmm. Very interesting. So if I bought a $40,000 truck, even if I didn't pay $40,000, let's say I put you know $10,000 down on it, I can still write off 75% or $30,000 of it. I only spent $10,000, but I wrote off $30,000. Pretty crazy. Something to think about. Um, Now, with that being said, two things. Don't buy things to write them off. Everybody who works for somebody else and makes a lot of money and they get hit with crazy taxes because they're in a high tax bracket and they're not self-employed and maybe they're making, you know, 400 grand. I had a friend who his dad was probably making, had to have been like 350, mid 300s, high, you know, low 400, something a year. He's in oil. Um, and whenever I had a conversation with, with him, he was like, yeah, you get the write-offs people who work for somebody else and pay a lot of taxes and make good money. That's all they can think about is write-offs. Cause like, dude, my taxes are crazy. Okay. So they're like, dude, you could just buy things and write them off. And a lot of people end of the year, dude, I'm buying a truck. I'm buying this end of year write-off. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Maybe if your tax bill is really big this year, it isn't going to be as big next year. Fair. Right. But are you really going to push that thing down the road where it's like, well, next year you have to buy even more things and more things. Moral of the story, don't buy things to write them off, okay? Don't upgrade the laptop just because when your laptop works great. Like I have a crappy like 
$250 laptop. Like I literally roll up to places and people are like, uh, are you legit? Because my laptop is a piece of junk. Okay. Uh, it's like a dirty banged up laptop, but it works. I don't need a thousand dollar laptop to get the write off. I don't need to get an office space to write it off. I don't need to get this to write it off. I don't, I don't need to make expensive purchases. I'm not buying the mowers in December to let them sit around <clears throat> and spend all my money on them so that I can write them off. Okay. It is much better to take the, the 15 to 30% tax hit to actually have the money instead of spending it on things you don't need. If you need it, great. It can be strategic to buy things at the end of the year. If you don't, don't buy it. And don't buy the fancier version just because. It's like, well, I got the, uh, the F-250. I was thinking maybe I should just get the XL, but I went for the Laria because the sunroof and the, the leather and the blah, 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 blah. I can write off more because it's 20 grand more. Dude, no, just keep the 20 grand. Pay the, the two to six grand in taxes and keep the money for yourself and invest it in something for real, you know, and drive a truck that isn't quite as cool. Okay, it depends on where you're at in life. It depends on on you know the reason why you got started. Is it to drive a lariat? Okay, well, I mean, then go for it. Um, sure, take the take the tax write off, but don't buy things just to write them off. Okay, I want to make that emphasis. The other thing, don't buy things for your personal life and then try to write them off for your business. As you grow and your business gets successful, things will start getting flagged <laughs> because if you're writing off all these things in your personal life, then they're like, how are they getting paid so little? And if they're like, they look you up online and you've got this Lambo in a massive house and they're like, bro, he's making 45 grand net a year and his business does like 10 million a year. What's going on? Things are not adding up and they're going to come after you, okay? And you're not going to be able to do a thing about it besides bleed that money for taxes and sell the Lambo and sell the house and do all these things, right? Don't buy things from your personal life with those cards, okay? It also looks bad when you go to sell your business if you ever are looking to do that and have a nice fat, you know, million dollar exit plus, which by the way, is, is much harder to do than people say it is. Um, it's more than just, oh, I get a three to five X on my, you know, my net. Well, I'll say net, but it's it's called EBITDA. Um, you know, on my on my EBITDA, you know, three to five X, dude, I'm, my business was a million a year, I could get a million bucks. It's not that simple, right? Like if you're the, you're, if you're the glue that keeps your company together and if you leave it, it's going to tank, it ain't worth nothing. But when you go to sell it, <clears throat> which, by the way, you should always be building your business in a way that you could sell it, whether or not you are planning on selling it, okay? Uh, because guess what? The best position of negotiation is the one that you don't need them, right? If they come to you like, we'd like to buy your business, you're like, dude, I don't care. I'm making money. If you want to buy it, you buy it for this crazy number. And maybe they will. And it doesn't matter to you either way. And that puts you in a position of negotiation. Instead of being in a position where you have to sell because you did something stupid and you need the money and you got to sell. And now you have to fix everything. And now you're losing. Okay. So don't put personal things on the business cards. I get it. It's so easy. Sometimes it's it's worth it to write off little meals and little things here and there. Depends on your purpose of your business. Do your best. Don't write off personal life things for business. Do it as little as possible. It just doesn't look good to the IRS. It just doesn't look good to anyone who wants to buy your business. Um, and it just means you're not a super legit business. I know that it's a great way that people are like, oh, dude, I can save on taxes this way. Yeah, there's other ways. There are other ways that are going to be much more worth it in the long run. With that being said, that is what I have for taxes, how to pay them, and how to pay as little as possible. Almost a 30-minute episode, but I kept it under that. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you got value out of it, let me know. Smash, uh, smash me a five-star down below. Just let me know that you got value from this. 
Um, I will probably be going through again one more time, like next year. I'll probably every year just go through and go over these concepts again. But it's good to get a refresher, especially as I learn more and have more information to share with you guys, uh, especially on paying less in taxes. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And I will catch you, uh, I believe, on Friday for another episode that's going to be some updates on how in the world is my company growing so quickly. With that being said, I'll catch you guys soon. Peace.